You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Seven oh seven and a half. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. Christopher D. Simone, Greg. We call him Triple G around here, just like Triple H from WWE. Triple G. He is the game. Uh, yes, you're waiting on a response. I had to grab the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's Triple G. <laughs> it's because of the two G's at the end of the name throws everybody off. That's why I call you. That's why how I remember to spell it. Triple G. Three G's and Greg. So thank you. And uh, Greg uh, also does a lot of work. Uh, you work with Alice Cooper, right? You do some work with Alice's show. Have for uh, since 2004. Got busy, uh, you know. We had like a couple of well, we had Jeff Beck and David Crosby, and that meant I had to go into high gear. I was expecting a third, but it didn't happen. Well, yeah, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Here's a question: Can you keep it Rocco's mic on? Who is it? Who, I'm sorry. Who is who is Alice's best guitar player? I know he always has like Young Bucks and and Killer guys playing with him. Who is your favorite one? I do not have an answer for that question. Okay. Yeah. And the guy you you're talking about hanging. played a solo gig at the bar I used to uh, bounce out in Flagstaff. And because the only reason I know that I, I didn't really, I'm not a. Alice was in sure. the was in the bar. Oh, awesome! Alice yeah. came up the flag to see his buddy. Nice, do a show. And I saw him play with Nita Strauss too, who is really okay. She's she's amazing. So and and he's back out again. He's coming back out again a little bit on the road, Alice. So right. How old's Alice? Like seventy five. Yeah. Damn. He's been on the road like every single year, I think, except for COVID, because he has to record his parts for the show like right. when he's in Sweden. He <laughs> plays like 50 gigs in Scandinavia. You know, they love metal up there. So Absolutely. Yeah, Northern Europe is the uh, the hotbed of metal. Well, one day we'll talk about Sabaton on the air, but not now. Okay. You know what Sabaton is? I do not. Is that a, is that a festival or something? They're a Swedish, Swedish metal band. Okay. And all they do is historical military battle songs. Oh, man. <laughs> they, like like they, Viking they, stuff? No, <laughs> they'll, they'll do any, like, imagine if you had a military history geek. Sure. Right. Right. And you, it was like like the the like Market Garden, so right. the Battle of the Psalm, whatever. Right. They do a song about it. Right. Metal. They they toured with Judas Priest in America last yeah. year. These are original songs they come up with based on their okay. knowledge. I thought maybe you were going to say they did like the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Imagine heavy metal meets your favorite military <laughs> right. history professor. Nice. Sabaton. This one's about the Franco-Prussian War. It's true. <laughs> no, it's true. Awesome. Oh, Who loves the Crimea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are, wow. uh, so just to let you know, one more time, Rocco is doing, you, you got to call up. Call, okay. call ahead, like, call today. Think of, um, you know, rack your brain for when you want your pizza and wings, and then give us a call today, and we'll put you in the time slot you want. Correct. Probably. 321-1860. 1860rocco'slittlechicago.com. Yep, yep. So, Mark, uh, so yeah. you're a giant fan. Yeah. So you had your you had your sweet spot. I had my uh, days Super in the Bowls. sun. Yeah. Jeff Hostetler, Phil Sims, Absolutely. LT. Yeah. It was awesome. The helmet catch, everything. Oh, that's yeah, true. Wow. Don't forget the helmet catch. But we also had Joe Pisarczyk, uh fumbling at the 50-yard line with only three seconds left to go to the game. They're up by three points, and he fumbles, and the Eagles recover the fumble and go all the way back for a touchdown and beat him. So, yeah, we've, we've had... Uh, 
agony and the ecstasy type miracle at the Meadowlands, yeah. as Eagles fans refer yeah. to. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't for me. But uh, yeah, we we've had uh, all across the board. But what yeah. do I remember when the Bears were doing their '86 march? Their first game that they played for it was a foggy game. What do I remember them playing in a fog game? It'll come back to me. But um, so, Mark, what are you doing for what do you do for the Super Bowl? Are you are you a guy who? Well, you're working. What am I doing? I'm oh, working. working. We're oh, racing. Right. Yeah, and, and people come out. We're post times at one o'clock. We're having seven races on Sunday, and uh, we'll be done by four o'clock. You go home and watch Super Bowl. That's so. Awesome. I mean, you got a full day of uh, full day of fun. Right. You can pregame at the racetrack. Pregame at the racetrack, and then last race, and then head out home and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. What do you remember as a, what would you recommend as a, both you guys, I'll start with Mark, a couple of good appetizer things for a Super Bowl. What do you like for that kind of thing? I'm a wings guy. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Well, and, and well I like, played. I like all <laughs> no, but I like all kinds of different things where you can put like various teriyaki or ginger sauces and things like that. Not just the old buffalo sauce. So gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Rock? Before Irish, outside of okay, cooking. Irish nachos. Do you know what that is? No. That's, so that's cor- like nachos made with criss cut fries. It's a midwestern thing. Okay. And that's the bomb. So it's like yeah, you'll have your nacho cheese on them, and also like sour cream and bacon bits, and and uh, I'm surprised you know, it's not tater tots though. Yeah, that that's true. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but the Chris cut fries, you can actually pick it up and get a bunch actually, of Actually, I like those. There, we yeah. used to call them cottage fries, but yeah. I really like cottage those. fries. Yeah. Yeah. That's cottage awesome. Fries. Yeah. 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 That that's a thing like you probably won't see that outside of the Midwest, but it's I'm so sure good, you're right. dude. Huh. Cottage fries, that's from the that's from the past. <laughs> Isn't that something? Danny, yeah. when we were, we were talking about coffee or whatever, and he was talking, we were talking about the fake powder stuff, and yeah. he talked about his mom always calls it Cremora. Cause it yeah, used, oh, my mom yeah. used to, it was a Cremora. That stuff's highly inflammable, too. My brother and I found that out. <laughs> oh, highly flammable or inflammable? Oh, flammable. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> my wife had a cousin and an uncle that basically, if they were on the road and they were traveling, if they didn't have half and half, they wouldn't stay there. I mean, they, they they wouldn't go to that restaurant. They would go somewhere else. They had to have half and half in they the They should morning. probably just grab 400 <laughs> half and know, halves and put them in their purse like, like Grandma used to do. Or remember, <laughs> Sa- remember Sanka? Sanka. Oh, oh yes. yeah. That was horrible mm. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when uh, the, the book cop wanted some uh, instant coffee and uh, Jerry didn't have it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't have co- instant coffee? <laughs> the um, So... When I've heard of Irish nachos, I have done this at home. But okay. what, I, what I do is I get you get get the better kettle potato chip. Yeah, there you go. Right, and then what I've the done the thick ones, the, the thick ones, ones that hurt your palate. You, when you <laughs> <chew them>. <laughs> <laughs> right, scratch the roof of your mouth. And then to yeah. me, it's uh, Swiss cheese, Ooh. and I'll go to Kent and get some corned beef. Oh, that's nice. Right, and yeah. then chop it up real fine because you want to get a little crispy on the edges. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's Swiss cheese, cor- chopped corned beef. Green onion. Okay. What what flavor? Just the plain potato chips? Yeah, don't okay. go. If you want to get a you little crazy, you get the black pepper one. Yeah, they do yeah the, you don't want to do more than that. You yeah. can throw some sauerkraut on there, and then you got a Reuben. If you want to do oh, sauerkraut. Um, I'm <laughs> Why, there. Not? Why not, right? So, But those are easy. Yeah. Yep. They're the bomb. If you can make a good homemade uh, ranch with it, or you could just do a good sour cream, even just sour cream. Yeah, just sour cream. Right? Right? Do Russian dressing, man. <sighs> Russian dressing. Yeah. yeah. Or Thousand wow. Island, interchangeable. So, 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 so I know healthy. You get, so we know Thousand Island. I know that's uh, you know ketchup mayo relish. Right, yeah. right. What's a Russian? What, what, what takes it Russian? I think the Russian was 
I don't even know. I thought it was the same. Like to be honest eggs, with you, maybe man. it might have like 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 uh, chopped eggs. It was in pretty it similar, like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, it, I'm a fan. Like every time I go to a, a lousy salad bar with with asparagus, <laughs> yeah, that's the only place I eat Thousand Island. But I will lap that stuff up, man. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm looking up. Uh, oh, he's looking it up. Watch out. This you you got to uh, be official. I think yeah. it's pretty much the same, man. I really do. All right, late, to- late breaking and <laughs> late breaking news, folks. <laughs> What's the difference between Russian and Thousand? Island important. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got uh, mayo, one ha- half cup mayo, three tablespoons of of chili sauce. Oh, okay. Oh, so like Heinz chili sauce. Yeah, yeah exactly. correct. A uh, yeah. little white onion, little horseradish, a little Worcestershire. Oh, the horseradishes. That's a kicker. Okay. Nice. Uh, half teaspoon of smoked paprika. Kosher salt, dry mustard, black pepper. So which one is that? That's Russian. Okay. It's Russian. All right. All right. So, I'll I'll put that up on Wake Up Tucson yeah. on my Wake Up Facebook so we can all make Russian dressing this right. weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the only time that chili sauce moves from the grocery store <laughs> all year. So we used to make with chili sauce. I'm trying. My parents would take that and make it into a cocktail sauce. Right. That's yeah. the only reason it was ever in my house is they were trying to do a. Updated, yeah, no updated no chilies. Sauce. No yeah. chilies were harmed in the making of this sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's another great question. <laughs> it's true. Uh, holidays today, it's uh, Umbrella Day. It's oh, uh, International Cribbage Day. I've never played cribbage in my entire life. I play life. cribbage all the time on, on the internet. Nice. Ah. Mm-hmm. All right, explain to everyone who's heard of it, what is cribbage? It's a game that you have pegs. You have two pegs, and you move one at a time. So basically, when you get points, you move one one peg, and then when you get more points, you move the other peg that many steps past the first one. And the idea is to get to the end before the other guy does. It's a race game. And yeah, right. And you know, certain things like pairs give you a point. Uh, runs uh, like uh, three or four or five give you points. And uh, it's an interesting game. Awesome. Really and then nice. it's no one eats alone day today. Oh. You get a lot of single diners uh, at Rocco's? We do. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally, yeah. There there's a few you know, there's a few like older gentlemen that come in by themselves like a couple times a week. Yep. Those are the guys who get the special, by the way. Like <laughs> like nobody gets the pasta special usually because they already know what they want. Those guys are bored with the regular menu, so they get the pasta <laughs> so special. They get the special. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the um a, a guy that we like his books is the frugal gourmet. Yeah, right. And his big thing was always is that uh, when a kid, because he was a minister or whatever. Is that Graham Kerr? No, no, no. no this is Jeff Smith. Jeff okay. Smith. Oh, Jeff Smith. Oh, yeah. Okay. And his big thing was yeah. is that if you want to make your life, your world a little better, make sure that one or two neighbors that live in your that you know eat alone, you should invite them over for dinner once every, at least every once every couple of weeks. Wow. He's like, you got the extra food. You're gonna yeah. probably throw that crap nice out idea. anyway. Yep. Go find some lonely neighbors and invite them over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get them away from their Netflix. Right. So. I used to watch Frugal Gourmet and take notes when I was a kid. Yeah. That's the kind of dork I was. That's all right. That's what, it, it shows up in how you do your food. So your dorkness has paid off. <laughs> so 321-1860. Write this number down. 321-1860. That's how you're going to. And you should call today. What yeah, time absolutely. Look, what time should they start calling today that's a reasonable time? Uh, like, say, like 10.30 or something like that. Yeah. All right. Start calling at 10.30. Get your pizza wing slot reserved for Rocco's. Yeah. We can do it, guys. So. We got you. We got your back. <laughs> Let's do I know one more recitation for Rocco. This is for Walter Payton. They call me sweetness. I like to dance. Running the ball. It's like making, making romance. romance, baby. <laughs> we had the goal since training camp. 
to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. We're not doing this to be greedy. The balls, the bears are doing this to feed the needy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, that's deep. So Whoa. we'll have a successful uh, Super Bowl Sunday where you sell lots of pizza and wings and no one gets hurt. Amen. All right. Thanks for the good pizza and, uh, and the wings today. And uh, again, Rocco's little Chicago.com. Start calling at uh, 1030 this morning to get your slot for Buffalo wings and uh, amazing pizza. Do it now. All right. <laughs> You're sure welcome to hang out for Sally Field movies. Oh, man. All right. All right. You going to do that? America's right. sweetheart. Rocco's coming up with uh, Sally Field with the movie guy. Wake up. All right. Gary Newman, lead us in on an 80s Friday. Is this young man still on the phone? Yes, he is. All right. I apologize. for I didn't see it. So let's go to John on line 119. He has a question for Mark about the racetrack. John, what's going on, bud? Sorry to let you wait. No problem. Hey, Mark. Yes. At the track? Yeah. Raise the tote board. Uh, I, I think you have a legitimate complaint. It's just that uh, that's what was available. Um, we're, we're looking in future years to do something and maybe get with the county and build one. Um, if you look at some of the old photos with the, the original tote board. Um, it was higher. Yeah, it was higher and it was bigger and the whole nine yards. But that that's what was available for us right now. But uh, I, I think it's a great point and uh, we will certainly look into that in the future. And what other reference point? Where can I find a racing form in this town? Ooh, do they print the racing I, form I don't anymore? I don't think they do. Stuff? What you need to do is go on uh, daily racing form. Uh, I, I yeah. do that regularly, and you know, just to download it from there. What but are they, what in, are they, in this town, I mean, it's just like newspapers. It's it's kind of like you're not going to find anywhere. Yeah. What do they What do they charge to be on the form to get the form? I think it's like four bucks. Okay, like four bucks a month. No, no, no! Four bucks of a program. Oh, for a program, yeah, gotcha, for, gotcha, gotcha. for a racing form program. But for all, all, all us old diehards that use are used to the racing form, I mean, when I go to the track, that I, I religiously get it. So, all right, you know, all right. It has a lot of information that's not in the. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, program. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. All right, John. Thanks okay. for the call. Thanks for going Thank to the you. track too. Have a good day. All right, got to get going. Sally Fields movie. In Sally Fields. In the third movies. hour, I'm going to be playing swats of Teresa Collins horrible performance at the uh, state confirmation hearing yesterday and played Danny Sawaya from Tucson Strength's two-minute speech, which was amazing. I know in the first hour, Chris was really hyped up about all this, so I, I try to br bring the mood down a little bit. We're basically calming force, and then he'll he'll swing back into it in the it's third hour. Very, so. very true. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, she did 71 films. I she did 71 morning. films. Uh, she's 76 years old. She is uh, she was America's sweetheart in the 60s. She did a show called Gidget, uh, which is about a surfer girl. Then she did The Flying Nun, which a lot of us remember. And uh, she very diverse Diverse roles. She also played Sybil, which we were talking off here about. Was uh, played a woman who, uh, who had multiple personalities, something like seventeen different personalities, and it was really one of these movies that was not only captivating but also freaked you out. Yeah. So uh, it really, really well done. And she's she's a very talented actress. I just uh, I love her to death, and I, I think she's the type of girl that uh, if you brought someone like that home to mom, you'd be proud to say, "Hey, I'm dating this girl." So. And she's in uh, 80 for Brady this weekend. Well, uh, I, I don't know about that one. but we'll just, <laughs> I asked my wife the other day, I said, do you want to go see this? Because you know, we had a free evening, and uh, she said, I don't think so. so All right. Anyway. All right. You yeah. tried. Yeah.
That's all you can do. All right, what's number 10? Uh, first one up is Heroes. It's a movie that I saw in 1977. I remember when it opened, and it uh, stars Henry Winkler and Sally Field. Wow. And uh, Henry Winkler plays this Vietnam vet, and it's one of the first movies, I think, they did about P- PTSD. And <laughs> the, the guy comes back, and he's, he's not quite right. And he decides he gets together with a couple of his Vietnam buddies, and they're gonna. I think he's gonna go up to the Northwest and and um, start a worm farm, you know, for bait, mm-hmm. uh, which wow. is kinds a little far fetched and whatever. Uh, anyway, along the way, he's taking a bus out there. Along the way, he meets Sally Field, who who basically. Uh, uh, is four days removed from breaking up with her boyfriend before he was gonna, she was going to get married, and she uh, she starts a relationship with Henry Winkler on this bus, and it's a very interesting tale, and I think it's like I said, it's one of the first uh, movies I think that dealt with PTSD uh, regarding the Vietnam vets. It's a it's a pretty good flick. Wow. The uh, so it's called Heroes. This was her follow up to her magnus opus, but uh, Smoking the Bandit uh, One. Right. Yeah. Was this the first movie after that? And also. Starring, co-starring Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's in it as well. That's right. Yeah. How about and it's that? 77. Yeah. So he filmed this right around doing Star Wars. I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> He's still doing light carpentry but this, at the time. That's, he was. <laughs> he was. He was. He's a very, very good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Well played, sir. Yeah. Well, look at you. What's number nine? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, done in 1993. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hello. Everybody remembers the star, which was Robin Williams, but uh, you didn't, most people don't remember that Sally Field was the wife that right. she was divorcing. He was divorcing. And uh, basically, he to get back into uh, the kid's life, she um she uh she hires this we're nanny. Hear, we're hearing David Bowie in She there. hires this nanny and it's Oh Robin Williams. <laughs> we went so late, I'm kinda going, Hey, we're gonna hear you. Oh, he's like, Hey jerk, it's seven twenty nine. We gotta go to break. This I, is radio, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Wake up to saw ten thirty door. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> we gotta let her kick in. There we go. All right, little Sheila E here. We're hanging out with Rocco, Rocco's little Chicago.com, and of course, 321-1860-1860. Start calling at 10.30 this morning to get into your pizza wing slot for your Super Bowl. Do it. Mark, uh, we got, I think, eight more to go. Eight to go. Here we go. Hello, my name is Doris, done in 2015. I love her in this movie. This is Sally, Sally Field, Field movie, sorry. Sally Field. <laughs> I love her in this movie because she plays an older woman who has a romance, who's kind of breaking out of her shell, and she has a romance with a much younger man at work. And uh, she's just fantastic in this role. So. Who's in the movie? Um, who's in the movie? My who's in why, the movie? Why do we why do we like this movie? I know you say she's, she's fantastic, but what do, what do you? Max Greenfield plays the guy. Tyne Daly from uh, remember oh, from uh, Cagney, yeah, Cagney yeah. Or, or Lacey, or, Lacey right? Or she's Lacey. in the movie, but it, it, no, it's a real cute movie because it, it, it plays. I mean, we've all experienced or seen other people in office romances, and this one was a real oddball one because she's much older than uh, the guy she's dating, and it's just kind of interesting. You see her evolve through the whole thing, whether she has trepidation about first approaching him and then says, what the heck, I'm going to do it, and it's it's fun. Is it So it's it's a comedy? It's a rom-com? How would you describe it? I would say it? rom-com. Dramedy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dra- yeah. <laughs> it's a dramedy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Amen. Yeah, so 2015, Hello, My Name is Doris, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very cool. So next one up is a is a film we've talked about before. Uh, stars Paul Newman. Uh, Absence of Malice, 1981. She plays oh, yeah. uh, she plays a reporter, Megan Carter, and uh, an innocent man is maligned by her. And uh, you know she, 
she uh, she goes after him, and then she finds out he's really innocent, and she tries to help him. And it's uh, you know Paul Newman, opposite Paul Newman. She did this a lot. She she plays opposite big stars and compliments them tremendously, and even in some scenes uh, steals the scenes. So um, I, I think she she's very holds her own in this one big time. Eighty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. She always holds her own in big these time. big movies. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I do. The um, I think. Um, uh, Listener Luke also absence of malice and yeah. it was one of those things where I was younger when it first came out I didn't when I watched it oh, and then as I, I, I watched it multiple viewings I started really appreciating how great of a film absence of malice is so yep. what's your next one next one up is uh, Smokey and the Bandit done in yeah. 1977 I was in Waukegan Illinois that summer and uh, saw the movie and just absolutely fell in love with it you know this is what I think is missing in Hollywood today is just a feel good fun movie to go to and escape from reality for two hours right it's got the Trans Am it's got uh, it, the biggest box office guy at the time was uh, Burt Reynolds right sure and, uh, so they have a romance and uh, in the midst of uh, traveling across the country uh, because they made a bet that they could move all this beer uh, in a certain time frame and what have you. But just a great story, just a fun romp through things, and you walk out of there feeling pretty good about yourself. You and know, a it's great just, theme song. Oh, an God. Amazing theme song. I know. It's, it's so, just, so of course, it's, it's East, got it all. Eastbound and Down is considered a top five all-time Wake Up Tucson bump song. No nice. question. It's just... Right, it's just too damn good. And again, Jerry Reed's great in Jerry it. Jerry Reed's Jackie Gleason is great in it. Right. It's just fun. remember the car is off and he's having his son hold his hat while they're driving down the highway. Right. It's just a hoot. It's just a great flick. So yeah, amazing cast. I think they just threw them together and yeah. rolled tape. Boy, but how popular was the Trans Am after that came out? Oh my you know? god, yeah. oh, wasn't that was it the, with the yeah. eagle on the front? Right? Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. car. That was the car. And I assume in the end, right, that's it, it, Smoking the Bandit kind of spawned a whole bunch of knockoffs, right? Sure, and inc- including right. Dukes of Hazard really is a TV show that's based on that's what it's, yeah. knocking off Smoking the Bandit, right? Yeah. In yep. the end, right? The, right? the good old boy and the cop, yeah. Flash the Beagle. Right. Basset Hound. Is, is the logical successor <laughs> to the trucking trucking phase oh. of the late 70s, no? I think. Oh, yeah. Right. I remember C.W. McCall and yep. the trucking song. And that was 75. <laughs> That was 75? Yes. Oh, Convoy okay. was a hit in 75. Okay. That was when yeah. the CB radio craze like right. went through the roof. 75. Everybody 70. had to have even one in my their own dad, handle and all that stuff. My yeah. dad got a CB radio, and he's like a <laughs> Chicago cop. So what was his handle? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh. That was great. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I absconded with it later and, and uh, talked to the truckers on the interstate. It was awesome. <laughs> if you had a CB handle, uh-huh. what would you like it to be? Um my God, this is this is an important decision. All right, think about to, that, yeah. uh, Mark. <laughs> yes, we'll, let's go to movies. When we come back on our break. We'll, I want you guys to think about a good CB handle. I got uh, what's the next one? And then, oh, what's yours? Van the Man. Van the Man. <laughs> okay, I got it. Deep, uh, deep dish. <laughs> deep dish is great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is the deep dish coming oh, at you. That's good. So my nickname in uh, in sports was D Train. Yeah. So. I'm sticking with D-Train. Okay. <laughs> D-Train, Van the Man, and Deep Dish. There you go. I will, never, I will never refer to you guys by your birth names <laughs> ever again. No, please, please forget that. Yes. What's your next movie? Uh, and then we got to get the Gump, bunker. Forrest Gump, I know it's a favorite of yours, Ugh. but uh, 1994... <laughs> 
Uh, she plays the mom of uh, Tom Hanks. She's great in it. She's the she, best part of Forrest she's Gump. She's fantastic. She's probably only it. nine years older than Tom Hanks. Yeah, probably. Like Isn't it amazing yeah. how you know Hollywood does that kind of thing? But uh, she's fantastic in this in this role. So, uh, Ninety-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I know it's not with Chris because he doesn't like Jenny, the love interest with Tom Hanks in this movie. Yeah, it's but false. But I think it's uh, I Jenny. think it's a, a heck of a. F- Flim, film, film, film. <laughs> how film. did uh, he was having trouble? The young kid to get into school. How did uh, how did Sally Field, his mother, the actor character, get him into school again? You remember how she got him admitted? I'm no. just getting in your trouble. I'll what tell you off air. It's Christy Simone, please, if you have any complaints. So. At boostosmedia.com. Yeah. Uh, let's get Bunker on the line. Bunker, what would be your CB handle? I, know one, I, I think I know the one he's going to say, and it's, it's uh, number three on my list. Go ahead. Bunk, bu- Bunker, what would be your CB handle if you had one? No, Bunker. Here we go. Let's do it again. Bunker, what would be your CB I like handle? her. I really like her. Okay. All right. What? What? Well, hold on. That's you, a reference to a movie. You know which one? Yes, I, I think I do. It's my third okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, I want to start with her very first movie. Okay. Which was The Way West. Oh. And... It was not the greatest of movies. It was. It had so much potential. I think it was just uh, they didn't think out a lot of stuff. Uh, Andrew McLaughlin directed it. It had uh, Kirk Douglas, Robert Mitchum, uh, Richard Widmark. It had a tremendous cast. It just it just didn't didn't gel. And then my number two is. I mean, actually, I think. Hold on, Bunker. That's my, a hell of a cast. Yeah, it is a for hell a movie of a no cast. one's ever heard of until you called. <laughs> Right, I mean, well, so Harry Carey Kirk Jr., Jack Elam, W. K. Harry Carey Jr., not that Harry Carey, and I mean Patrick Knowles. I mean, this is actually a hell of a cast that no one's ever heard of. Well, you got John Mitchum, character actor, uh, Robert Mitchum's brother, oh. Nick Cravat, who was uh, the, the partner of uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds with Burt uh, Lancaster. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. All the character actors, the great character actors of that period, are in this. All right. Now, this is the one that I I really is my favorite Sally uh, movie, and that's Murphy's Romance. Yep, it's uh, it's on my list. It's I think it's fantastic. I think Garner in it is just superb in it. Yeah, he got his first Academy Award nomination from that. They shot it up in Florence, almost all of it. In fact, Florence was the town of Eunice. And they also they shot at the Keating Building, Main Street Vault. Uh, they also shot exteriors down at Tubac. They did street scenes in Tucson. Shot in Eloy, Coolidge, uh, Valley Art Theater in Tempe. Uh, and it's just story of a young de- or a divorcee with a 12-year-old son is trying to make a fresh start in a small Arizona town, attracted to an older man who's also attracted to her. Now, this one I know is probably your number one, so I'll, I won't go into great depth, but Lincoln. I, actually, it's uh, not my number four, but yes, I, I think she's unbelievable in this because, you, you know, the the, her, the person that she plays opposite, you know, gets all the accolades, but I, she holds her own as Mary Todd Lincoln. Absolutely, no question about yeah. it. That's yeah. what I was going to bring well, the, it up if nobody the, did. The casting in this thing it, in itself is just. It's like, you know, the little parts are stars. It's just amazing. You know, you've got guys like uh, David Stratham, you know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Livett, James Spader, yep. uh, you know, just Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook's Amy in Jones. it, too. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's, and you know, it's, it's just fun. One of the interesting things is, you know, she got a nomination for Best Actress, and uh, Spielberg, you know, he won big time. And then I'll leave you with uh, Places in the Heart, which is, I think, is just a beautiful movie, similar in some ways to Murphy's Romance. Yep. Uh, not not as not funny, but very serious. She's a widow trying to make a make a go as a cotton farmer. Uh, it got Lindsey Cross as her son, Ed Harris, Amy Madigan, right. John Malkovich, who plays a blind guy, Danny Grover, who tries to steal from her and ends up teaching her how to uh, plant cotton. Right, Bert Rimson, just a wonderful. Fun yeah, it takes movie. place during the uh, Great Depression, and uh, she she she's very good in it. Yep. And I'll throw out two more for you just to leave you with. <laughs> two episodes of Alias Smith and Jones. Nice. Okay. The dreadful, <laughs> dreadful sorry Clementine and the Clementine in, 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 ingredient. Uh, it, you know, Smith and Jones, what else can you say? Really yeah. fun, but great. TV. Great job as you, always, You Bunker. never disappoint, Bunker. You never disappoint. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Wonderful choice. All right, thank you. Have a good weekend, buddy. Bye-bye. So the other thing, before we go to break, um, a show that I know Greg and I uh, watched on HBO Max is Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Yeah. And she plays uh, Jerry Buss, played by John C. Riley's mom. Oh really, Jesse Bus, and, and she's the one who does all the finances and all this stuff. She's she's pretty fun on this, isn't she? She was a lot of fun. Not yeah. in it a lot, but the scene she was in, you can just tell. You know what a fantastic actress. And I I, I enjoyed that series. That's because uh, that's what you and I grew up with. Yeah, and you know they take a lot of uh, poetic license to do kind of like bend the story a little bit and make it more salacious, but it's still fantastic. Yeah, Jerry West didn't like his portrayal. That's why they had to come out. The the Bus family, Jeannie, uh, had to come out with her own documentary that Hulu aired. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, right afterwards. They yeah, had to tell yeah, yeah. their side of the story. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. Mark's got a few more to go. I have, have one more. I oh. mean, he he knocked out the four, three, and two. So, um, All right, anyway. we'll, do, we'll do one more and a, you know, a little epilogue, as we like to say when we come back. Sure. Mark and Rocco. Stay tuned. And at the top of the hour, I'm gonna we're gonna start playing chunks of Doctor Yellen, Doctor Cullen. Excuse me, I got to mix up with Janet Yellen all the time. <laughs> Doctor Cullen's miserable performance at her nomination uh, committee hearing yesterday in Phoenix oh. that me and Danny Sawaya drove up for, and we did talk to. We were there from two o'clock in that bill, and we testified at like right before seven. Wow, that's how long this thing was. It was a humdinger. DeSimone went to bed too late last night. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Wake up, Tucson. I hear a little I hear a little Van Halen hi-hat yeah. ride there. Here we go. This goes out to my girl, uh, Dr. Cullen. Things can only get better. I'm going to get my what, what, what here. Here we go. 80s Friday here at the Wake Up Tucson show. Next hour, we're going to play swats of the committee meeting with Dr. Cullen from Pima County trying to be the state health director. And Danny Sawaya's, I need my mic, Mark's mic, please. Um, Danny Sawaya from Tucson Strength did a inspiring, it's, it's like a, it was like a, um, uh, uh, Braveheart. It was just like Braveheart speech. But good, it was good closure for him to be there after a guy, small business owner who suffered under Dr. Cullen's silliness to watch her, first of all, fall apart 
and obfuscate and just be full of crap and on these questions and then he got to say his piece it was really good uh mark van buren we're gonna we got one more movie to go right it's Smokey and the bandit 2 no uh, it's, it's really not but what uh, thank you so we did uh, Bunker, uh, checked them off my list. So we, number four was Lincoln, number three was Murphy's Romance, and number two was Places in the Heart. So at number one is Norman Ray, Norma Ray, and this is my uh, this is by far my favorite movie of her. She is so good in this. Uh, she, so she's uh, she's working in a textile mill in a small southern town, and uh, they're treated miserably in this factory. And uh, she gets together with a union rep from New York, uh, played by I believe it's Rod Liebman. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Pat Hingle's in the movie. Bo Bridges Pat is in the movie. Yeah, Pat Bo Bridges is in the movie, but she's the star, and uh, she basically, t- uh, you know, forms a union, and uh, at the end they win. And but it's a heck of a romp, and she is so so good in it. Oh, so for me, um, you know, the the movie itself, I get it, but she she's really the. She's the magnet in this movie. You know what? You know what else too is like. Sometimes you see people in roles, and you go, eh, I, "I don't know if I'm buying it." You know, I, I can't think of a movie that she played in that I didn't buy it. Where where she, you really believed that she was that person. You know, and I think that's, I think that's really truly the art of acting. If if you can convince the audience that you're that person, and she does it well. Well, great job on Sally Field. This is something we. Uh, this Thank is a, a a subject we had not mined before. No, we have not. And she's worthy because she's been in so many good movies. No question. And there's a few we probably missed before. It's all over, but that's that's just life. That is life. So, how was your opening weekend at the track? It was good. We had uh, roughly three thousand people at each uh, each uh, day, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, handles were. I think we did three hundred and seven thousand on. Um, on Saturday and 370,000 on Sunday. So that's a really good handle. To give you an ideal, uh, the handle, which is basically the amount of money bet uh, at a track, it's not our profit, but I wish it was. But um, it is, uh, they typically used to do about 150,000. So, I mean, we're, we're obviously in, in a good place right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be around for many, many years to go. I think, um, you know, operationally, I think things went just fine as a guy who was there last weekend. You know, it's always, hard. It's, it's always going to be opening weekend kind of hiccups. You have and blips stuff, and things. You're you're absolutely right. But I mean, when you think about it, what we do is pretty uh, amazing because you hire 150 people in a week and uh, you have very little training and you bring them all together and there's 3,000 people there that you have to take care of. And I think we do an admirable job. I mean, and we get better as the season goes on but i mean it's pretty amazing and when i talk to a lot of hoteliers still and and restaurateurs around and you know the the labor market is tough out there and, and we're able to hire 150 people in a week and and get them going so uh i'm real proud of the staff they do a great job so you know again all your food options are doing well right you know mutts is taking oh, listen care to of- this so a guy calls me last week and he says hey i'd really like to do menudo and i said really and he goes, yeah. And I said, well, let's give it a shot. So we're going to try that this weekend. Really? Yeah. So he's a food truck that does menudo? Yes. Wow. How about that? So I think, I think you he know, might kill it. I, I think he might too. And and you know we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, but uh, you know we tried a coffee truck last week, and you know it was warmer and uh, just didn't do that well. But you know that's what you got to you got to try things, and sometimes it goes, and sometimes it doesn't. But we have an ice cream truck. A how did you, how truck. did your brisket guy do? 
Brisket guy did really well. Okay. So yeah. when you come in on the clubhouse side, he's... No, no, he was on the club. He wasn't doing well over there. We moved him back over, and he killed it on Sunday. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, the guy's doing smoked brisket, for God's sake. Smoked brisket, ice cream guy. I mean, it's a, a couple of Mexican uh, uh, food food people as well, and, and then uh, got really good. Juan's killing it upstairs. Oh. Yeah, he just does. He's, he's fantastic. <laughs> the other thing, too, is thank God we have a new gift shop with new swag. Because, I'm very proud of it. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, my, the, you know, the last couple of years, you guys were selling T-shirts from 1993. My, and ass, was, my, <laughs> my assistant, Jamie, put uh, Cortese, uh, put uh, together the gift shop, and she uh, purchased all the uh, the uh, the swag in there, and uh, really nice stuff. And uh, we actually had to reorder already because we sold out of a few things. So I'm really, really proud of that. It lo- really looks good. We did... Uh, just to give you an idea, we did three thousand in sales over the weekend. That's so, good, not bad, huh? So my thing is, I, so I got so the, we know the lady who does your your imprinting on the shirts, right? Right, friend of the show, and so remember, no hat hits fits my pumpkin head. <laughs> so these hats that I buy, they're called Army Crew for oh. giant pumpkin heads. Yeah. So I gave one to her, uh-huh. a, a, a kind of a hunter green one, kind yeah. of a heather green one, and she actually did the imprint on it for me. Oh no, kidding! And it looks oh good, looks sweet. I have worn it this week during the week, but I, f- okay. I should have worn it for you today. That's all right. I, I appreciate it. it. I blew it. That's bro. right. Advertising, man. Advertising. <laughs> Get out there. Uh, what's uh, what's this weekend looking like for you guys? Is there, any, is there a special theme weekend or no, anything? No, we're, we're basically uh, or we have eight races on Saturday and seven. On Sunday, uh, we decided to go with seven. We could have kind of pushed it a little bit, but uh, Super Bowl starts at four thirty. Our races will probably end around four, so it'll give you plenty of time to get home and have a full day where you're at the races, and then you can go home and go to the Super Bowl. Thanks for uh, you and Ed for sending me the uh, Haley and Mike from last week. Yeah. Those kids. Are oh, I thought I, I listened to the whole thing, and I, I was just, uh, I was just thrilled. I think they did a great job, and and both of them were worried about it. And I said, just be yourselves, and I think they were, and I think you did a good job asking the right questions. And they, they, you can tell they both love horse racing. Oh, and uh, you know they're both involved in the industry. Michael works up at. Uh, Michael works up at uh, Saratoga in the summer and the, the last two summers, right? All right. So he's working with one of the big trainers up there, and uh, and uh, she uh, is going to Gulfstream after this. So uh, you so know. as great as not only not only are they passionate about it. I think you're going like a, a minute early, aren't you? That's all right. Yes, it's just that kind of day. <laughs> See, I apologize. I blew it last time. It's, 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 it takes a village. We're good. Yeah. So what happened was, what I was going to say is not only are they passionate about the thing. Sure. Th- they blew me away with their depth of knowledge. Yeah. Because we talked more when I was at the track on Saturday. Yeah. And they're just unbelievable. Well, I, I, like I said, it, they put me to shame. I mean, I've been following horse racing for, you know, 50 years. But, you know, that, they come up with stuff and it's just, it's absolutely amazing. It's fun to talk to them. You can learn something from them. And it, it's nice to see young people that are very... Very knowledgeable about something like that. Cody's wish story. Yeah, it was great. Very so, emotional, right? So I sent it out to a bunch of my crew, and my one buddy up in Scottsdale says, "I sends me a text. Just watch the video, mm-hmm. you sob. I am now bawling up, crying <laughs> in front of my girlfriend, right? Yeah. And then my one buddy uh, actually was at that." Breeders' Cup race. Wow! But she didn't know the story of Cody's wish. Yeah, she's like, I kind of wish I would. And she said, I'm crying. I'm sure it touched her then, right? Right, because yeah. she literally could. Yeah, she's like, she saw Cody. Right. 
She said, oh, okay, there's that kid there. Yeah. But she didn't understand the, the connection until the, the video. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I think that it was a lot of good knowledge spread by those two young people. So, again, we're going by handles now. D-Train, Van the Man, and Triple G. <laughs> so, unless there's another CB handle you'd like, Greg. I don't want to speak for you yet. So That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, Dr. Cullen's pathetic uh, committee testimony at the State Senate.